Hello and good day, beautiful podcast family. I hope that wherever you are on this planet, you're doing phenomenal. And I'm sending you all of my prayers, well wishes, and good vibes to you, your family, and friends. Wishing you all of the best. We have an absolutely outstanding episode of the show for you today. We have Dr. Henry Elion, and we are talking about natural health and the upcoming event of COVIDCon. We go deep into many topics uh, in this show. I know you're going to love it. So we talk about... Uh, why we find natural medicine out of necessity, the future of health medicine, the issue of pharmacology, uh, what natural medicine is all about, uh, what happened to allopathic versus natural medicine, uh, the power of propaganda, why the truth always comes out and Dr. Ely is very uh, optimistic, the benefits of fasting beyond the con event and all the amazing speakers, including Dr. David Martin, who's been on the show uh, numerous times, attorney Thomas Renz, and uh, so many more. He talks about outrage as a distraction emotion rather than using it for change. So this is a very solution-based podcast and a solutions-based event. So uh, if you go to beyondthecon.com, it's actually coming up May 12th in a couple days. The lineup is phenomenal and it is all solutions based with like-minded people and uh, I'm sure it will be a very inspiring event so I'm releasing this episode a little bit early just to let you guys know about that event so if you want to attend it you can uh, if you want to support the show please go to mattbelair.com uh, you can become a member for exclusive content and all the backed up shows and become a kind of a patron because there's no longer patreon uh, you can do it for free or by donation when you go to mattbelair.com you'll see a link to the membership there um, share it leave a review if you can all of that really helps and if for those of you guys interested in coaching whether you want 101 uh, the soul compass or quantum heart hypnosis the mastermind any of those things just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching or check out some of the programs that are based on peak performance life purpose and basically designing and creating a life uh, that you're proud of from your authentic highest parts of you so if you're looking for any training around that just visit the website and that's it so let's uh, dive into this amazing episode uh, by coming into a state of peace and coherence wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with joy, peace, contentment, power, courage, faith, energy, and get ready to enjoy this amazing episode with Dr. Henry Ely. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. As you know, we're currently overcoming extreme censorship. So if you want to support this show, please leave a review in iTunes, share it everywhere you can. Uh, go to mattbelair.com and become a member for exclusive content where all the episodes are backed up. You can do so for free or by donation because uh, Patreon is also deleted. But the best thing to do to support this show is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guest is the founder of an executive community director for the Energetic Health Institute. He holds a doctorate in naturopathic medicine, a bachelor of science in mechanical engineering, is a board certified in health and uh, holistic nutrition, and a proud Jackie Robinson scholarship alumnus. He has over 20 years of teaching and clinical experience helping people care for their amazing body by unlocking the healing potential of natural medicines. He hosts a weekly nationwide program, Energetic Health Radio, Welcome to the show, Dr. Henry Ely. All right, man. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being on today, brother. I'm so excited to dive into this, man. You've been doing a lot of great work for a long time. Um, you know, you've been in here just doing so much. You have a lot of big events coming up. I didn't touch in the bio. So why don't you just give a, like a little bit of background to how you got into the work you're doing? Cause I think that's important. And then we'll kind of um, go into what you're focused on right now. 
Sure. Well, you know, like most people, uh, we, we find natural medicine out of necessity. You know, we, we usually find it because we've explored allopathic medicine and it, it's let us down you know, and it even led us into injury in most cases. And that's what happened to me. You know, I, I, uh, uh, vaccine injured. I was injured by the, I think the MMR when I was 13. Um, that was my mother's final foray into this. I, I went into acute renal failure and started having seizures after it. And, uh, now I get to have a lifetime of, of seizures that I have to deal with, you know, so it's a, a constant kind of management process, but you get into this situation where you're like, why would I keep going back to a system of medicine that isn't really caring for me? They're, they're, they're doing all the marketing as if they are, but they don't really care for me. And, and worse than that, it's not really productive. So it, it, for people like myself, it, it often pushes us out into going, well, let me go see what else is out there. And when you go see what else is out there, it starts making a lot more sense. Hey, don't eat foods sprayed with pesticides, you know, <laughs> um, eat organic plant-based foods, get your nutrients into your body, your nutrients that your cell needs to produce energy and to heal itself up. Oh, get into a little cleansing and detoxification. Oh, do a little fasting to get into autophagocytosis. Oh, do some great exercise to optimize yourself and get into yoga and, and fighting and all kind of cool stuff that's out there and see what the potential we have to exist at really is. And I think what, um, what I, I was just teaching at a um, conference this past weekend, and we were talking about the future of health education. And this blew me away, Matt. You know, you go and you read on PubMed, you go read uh, the National Academy of Sciences. They do a, a, you know, a survey of all the medical schools every couple of years to see you know, how much nutrition is being taught in them. And I think we all fundamentally agree that, that food is thy medicine and thy medicine should be thy food, right? We all fundamentally agree with this. This is a brilliant observation by Hippocrates or at least attributed to Hippocrates. Well, when we look at the National Academy of Sciences, we understand that most medical schools don't get even the night, get even 25 hours of education. Give me one second here. I got a Husky that's saying, I run the house and you need to let me in. So I'm going to let her in. All right. <laughs> that's what those dogs do. <laughs> that's what they do. They run the show, right? So check this out. They say that the National Academy of Sciences says that every med major medical school should teach at least 25 hours of nutrition to their students, right? Now that's 25 hours out of a 6,000 hour program, 25. So that's what they're saying the bare minimum is. And then you find out that the average student in medical school gets 19.6 hours and that only 22% of schools that are in this survey actually have a dedicated nutrition course. So this is telling us, and that's, those numbers have gone down from 2004 to 2014. So they're going in the wrong direction on top of that. And what that lets us know is that, okay, you want to know why a person in wearing a white coat doesn't talk to you about nutrition. If you go in and see them, you want to know why they don't recommend vitamins and supplements, why they don't recommend organic plant-based diets. It's because they don't know about them because they've been told to believe that they don't work. So they've never even thought to explore them. And when you have that situation set up, what you do is you have a situation set up for malpractice and bad advice. Because now you have a doctor who's instead of saying, look, we're going to start with the easiest place 
to work with you. We're going to start with your diet. We're going to start with your nutrition. Instead of saying, we're going to start at the fundamental building blocks for the cell. Instead, they say, no, forget about all that stuff. It doesn't work. We're going to give you something we know to be toxic to the cell. And how do they, why do they know it's toxic to the cell? Because of the terminal elimination half-lives when you look at the clinical pharmacology on their medicine, right? You go in and you say, and the terminal elimination half-life means how long does it take to get half of the substance out, right? Half of it out. So we know it bioaccumulates in the body. When things bioaccumulate, they have a tendency to be destructive to cell functioning, right? This is why when you look at clinical pharmacology, which you ultimately learn is that, you know, so much of it is about injuring the cell, about injuring the body. And if you study and you go back to the study, I got another animal. See, this is, this, this is my life, Matt, right here. I, I, I just, I work for, I work for them. <laughs> so, what, what, what you come to understand when you, when you start really studying the cell and how the cell wants to live, a cell wants to live in a nutrient-dense water environment, you know, salt water kind of environment with ag- adequate amounts of magnesium and sodium and potassium and calcium, you know, around it. A cell wants to have B-complex vitamins available so it can produce ATP and and iron so it can go through the final stages of this electron transport chain in the mitochondria to produce all this wonderful ATP, what the East called chi, the called prana, right? We we the cell wants that. But when you start giving the cell things like proton pump inhibitors, things like statin drugs. What that does is it decouples the mitochondria's ability to produce energy. So the only result of that can be fatigue. Now, that's not a big deal until you get this next piece of information. Every single pathology has one symptom in common, only one, fatigue. Hmm. So if you're taking medicines that make, that injure your body's ability to produce energy, it's setting the stage for more disease processes. See, the, the, the entry door into the disease process is fatigue. That's what makes the production of energy so important. So to me, and when I was talking at this conference, I was like, you have a doctor over here who's got 19.6 hours of nutrition education. That it's essentially a weekend workshop at best, Okay. Why would I listen to that person over this other person over here who has 1,200 hours of nutritional expertise, a holistic nutritionist who's certified? It doesn't make any sense, right? But because they're wearing a white coat, they want everybody to believe they know everything about the human body, everything about health. We've studied nutrition and we've come to the conclusion that it doesn't work. Well, no. What you've come to the conclusion is that you've been indoctrinated by the pharmaceutical industry. That's the conclusion you've come to and that now you want to just push these pills. And how do I know you're pushing pills? Because when a person goes in to see you, they get five minutes of your time at best. And then you put another pill on them. And then pretty soon they show up in my office. They show up working with me. And when we go and we review all their medications that they're taking, all of a sudden they're taking, you know, 12, 14, 16. I've had patients as much as 24 medications at the same time during a day, right? That's clearly malpractice, right? And then when you look at the clinical pharmacology on all the medications they're taking, you start seeing a timeline that gets created. And that timeline that gets created, it shows you that, well, when they took this, it created this symptom. 
And then the doctor gave him something for that symptom. And then that created another symptom. And then the doctor gave him something for that symptom and it created another symptom. And what you're doing is you're getting embroiled in the web, trapped in the web of what allopathic medicine is. And this is where we have to get down to the fundamental concepts of these things. See, natural medicine is about establishing and, and re helping to reestablish and encourage homeostasis balance, right? That's what natural medicine is about. But when you get into allopathic medicine, allopathic medicine, and this has come straight from Tabor's dictionary, medical dictionary, it is the attempt to cure by replacing one morbid condition for another morbid condition. Now, morbid conditions didn't sell too well in the public, right? Nobody wants a morbid condition. So guess what they changed morbid condition to? They changed it to side effect. And then they taught everybody that that's just what medicine is. All medicine has side effects. Well, yeah, my medicine, the medicine I practice, natural medicine has side effects too. Guess what the side effect is? You feel good. <laughs> you get better. You don't need somebody like me. That's the, that's the medicine I practice. So, you know, when we talk about these things, I think it's important for people to understand the basic philosophy of where different doctors are going, because that makes all the difference in the world. If you're working with a nat natural doctor, they're attempting to restore balance and then they want to get out of the way. I want to, I want to be obsolete in your life. I don't want to be, I don't want you to be a customer, a customer of mine for your entire life. Then I didn't do my job, but for the other model, they want just the opposite. They want to keep adding more morbid conditions onto you because they can just call them side effects dismiss them. And now there's no responsibility on their part to understand that what they were actually doing was injuring your body at the cell level. Wow, man. Well, that was awesome. And, and it goes hand in hand with the research that I've done over the last two years to try to get to the bottom of this, you know, going back to germ theory versus terrain theory, one saying mm -hmm. that the germ comes and makes you sick, right? So you can treat every imaginary germ ever, even though no germ has ever been isolated, satisfying Koch's postulates. Um, then mm -hmm. you got, um, terrain theory that says the body in homeostasis treating the body um you know it's going to be able to fend off whatever you know is coming its way so all of these diseases arise from within the body so kind of like what you said if you're just eating kentucky fried chicken every single day crappy food you know and then you're creating disease within the body then you go to a doctor who gets 16 hours which is absurd you know yeah it's hippocrates that was you know said let food be thy medicine it's the number one most important thing what you're ingesting what are you choosing to put into your body is going to make a massive difference on your health, on your vitality, on your body's ability to function. And then we're not even coupling in what we know about Roundup and pesticides and all these different ways <laughs> that we're being micro poisoned, that we need to flush these out of the body. And that's what's happening. The body is trying to get to this state where it can stay in balance, but it's kind of like this example of, you know, this mob boss when he goes um, into jail and then they don't they can't kill him straight up so they put a little bit of glass in his food mm -hmm. over and over and over now mm -hmm. you know two months or six months later he ends up dying because these little micro bits happen over time and when you explore the food industry you realize that something is majorly wrong and this is unhealthy and anybody who's gone down the food rabbit hole or any of these rabbit holes of health they realize what is being done is um, on purpose and detrimental to the human condition, to human health. So where you're coming in is saying, look, if we can get your, if we can get rid of all these ways you're being poisoned, 
your body is absolutely incredible and it's going to begin healing itself where the other model is look we didn't even look at that but i've i've been trained on this pill is going to treat that symptom but they're right. what they're unaware of is that side effect right and then they're going to give you another one and another one and that's a model where you can create a trillion dollar industry and this goes back to um the flexner report of 1910 where <laughs> allopathic medicine you know, I had, to, I had to interview a lot of doctors to get here, right? But, you know, you had to, you had a choice to go to allopathic medicine where they're going to carve you up, right? Do all these different things or I could go see you and you're like, okay, look, man, you got to stop eating this stupid stuff and we're going to treat you with things from the earth, right? And your body's going to get better. I'm like, you know, I'm going to try that first before you pull out the scalpel. And then, then you get, uh, you know, uh, who is it? Rockefeller? Yeah, Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Yeah, Rockefeller. Rockefeller and- uh, He funded the Flexner Report. Yeah. And that's where the, that propaganda machine came out. Right. And then all of a sudden, all this natural stuff became quackery. Meanwhile, what they were doing is quackery. And this gave rise to the trillion dollar pharmaceutical industry, which we are in that paradigm now. And now we're at the precipice with COVID, the precipice mm -hmm. of the evil that that can create. Right. Mm -hmm. And the precipice of how dangerous that is. And that's probably why um, you're hosting COVID con and you've talked to, you know, your radio show is, you know, gets all over the USA and probably around the world. And you're going to host this amazing event. So I'd love for you either to talk about that, you know, make sure that everything I just said was correct um, in your view. And then um, maybe some things people can do to move into natural health, wherever you want to take it, because they're all relevant right now. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're, they're hugely relevant. I think this is what been one of the biggest wake up calls, you know, wake up call we didn't know we were going to get, but we're grateful for even though it's been through horrific, you know, kind of means when you look at uh, when you go into history, and I think this is very important. When you go into history, yes, the Flexner report was funded specifically to vilify and call into question um, schools that were believed to be non scientific to give the government a chance to say, look, these schools are injuring people. They're not based in science. We are the American Medical Association. We don't want them there. So let's go ahead and wipe them out. Now, the chiropractors were a little smart. The chiropractors said, well, we see what's going on. We're going to strike a deal with, uh, with the AMA to kind of maintain our autonomy and, and stay out. And so that's why the chiropractors stayed around. Osteopaths didn't really do a great job of that. That's why you don't see a whole lot of them around. Naturopaths were up in arms about it and said, no, we're not doing that. This is not how, this is not the right way. And, you know, we got run over, we got run over and almost wiped out of existence by the 1970s, you know, because of the Rockefellers and these, these families, these, these ruling elite would be elite families. When you, when you look at this, it's important to understand that they did something very, very interesting. See, this is all marketing. It's all smoke and mirrors. So what they did was that they said, we have been called quacks all along. Why were MDs being called quacks? Because they were using quack salver, otherwise known as mercury, right? So their main things were surgery, mercury which of course led to mercury poisoning all the time and um and leeches this this was their main <laughs> these were their main modalities right so of course the public's like no i don't want you putting mercury into my body i've seen what it's done to other people i don't want leeches on my body and i don't want you just hacking away at me <laughs> right so the people weren't stupid so they called the mds quacks they said you're just a quack you're 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 somebody who practices with quack salver so you're a quack. So what the Rockefellers did, which was brilliant, was they said, we're going we're gonna to co-opt that word and we're going to apply it 
to people like me and turn it around and use it on people like me. So now I became called the quack, you know, and they used a huge marketing campaign to totally streamline, to totally condition people into using it in a different way. And that's now we still see that effect today is this is the power of propaganda. And, and this is something Joseph Goebbels with the Nazi party understood as well. But Joseph Goebbels understood something else, Matt. And this is what we're coming into right now. It's not pleasant, but it's what we're coming into right now. Joseph Goebbels ultimately comes to the reality that the truth always comes out. And that's what's happening right now. It's not pleasant. It doesn't make us feel good. You can follow Dr. Naomi Wolf. She's been doing a great job on the expose of what's actually in the Pfizer documents. Right now, she's got a whole team of attorneys and doctors who are working on breaking that stuff down. Dr. Naomi Wolf, she puts stuff out on it every couple of days. It's just, it's, it's jaw-dropping what the government knew, what Pfizer knew, and that they did nothing about this. They, in fact, turned a failed product into an opportunity to push a booster. That's exactly what they did. And this is, this is, this is how those people of that really sick mindset kind of were. I think it's a pathological mindset. So what we said was, you know, we got to move beyond this, right? This is what it comes down to is how are we going to move beyond this through outrage? No, outrage might give you some gusto, but it's not really a plan. You know, how are we going to move beyond this hoping that they stop? No, hope isn't a strategy, right? We're, if we're going to move beyond this, we have to start having honest conversations about what we can do to secure and retain our own sovereignty. So what do you need for that? You need food sovereignty first and foremost. So we're gonna be talking about growing our own food. You need to be aware of problems. We're gonna be bringing people like Nikki Florio to talk about um, geoengineering and 5G and what you can do about it. We're gonna be bringing um, people in to like Kim Martin and Nicola, uh, Nicola uh, Burnett to talk about what's actually out there in medicine that they don't want you to know about what's actually out there getting results. And then we're going to have a nut job like me come in, um, <laughs> at, at, uh, beyond the con and, and talk about what are we seeing in, in the work we're doing. I, I work a lot with the people who have been injured by the shots, you know, kids, especially, and, what we are seeing going on at the cell level, I got to tell you, it's brilliant biochemistry that these shots are, are affecting, but it's horrific, right? It's like it, you, you can't help but see what's going on and go, I wonder what, what the world would look like if they would have used all this knowledge for good instead of evil, you know? Um, because when we, we look at it, it's like the biochemistry of what's going on is, is freaking brilliant. But now it's putting me to the biggest test of my career. You know, and I've been at this for 20 years. I have well over 40,000, 50,000 hours worth of, of nutrition and natural healing in this noodle. You know, um, it's putting me to my absolute limit of test of going, what do we have in our pharmacopoeia? What do we have in our our healing processes to, to do this. So what I've really focused on, Matt, is autophagocytosis. You know, autophagocytosis, which is the cell's um, ability to heal itself, innate ability to heal itself that is um, brought up when we are hungry, 
when we're fasting, right? This is the power of fasting. Fasting gives the cell a chance to heal itself, not only at the phospholipid bilayer, not only in the cytosol, but also in the nucleus as well in the right circumstances. And what we just learned from Lund University in uh, late February, early March, was that the shots, the mRNA shots, Pfizer specifically, reverse transcribes and then uploads. So it changes its mRNA into a DNA and uploads itself into the, the nucleus, right? This was something they said could not happen. They said this was not possible. And in fact, the first study to ever investigate this proved that it was not only possible, but that it happens within six hours, right? So that doesn't, that's not one of those, oh, we didn't know. No, you knew it did that. You lied, right? And that's, so what we're also doing is uh, in, we have three unique missions. One is to help people who are hurt and that's kids and that's parents. But number two is to pursue justice. So I've been working with elected officials, uh, Dennis Linthicum, uh, Senator Dennis Linthicum, Senator Kim Thatcher. We've filed the first grand jury petition in the ninth federal, uh, ninth circuit court. Um, uh, so we, we filed a 63 page petition for requesting that a judge impanel a grand jury to investigate criminal allegations of fraud and criminal allegations of willful misconduct that we've substantiated. We've, we've put together a thousand pages of evidence with that and saying, judge, you have to investigate this, you know? And so we'll, we'll see, we just finished uh, where I think we have one more person. I think we have to serve Brian Moyer from the national vital statistics system still, but our attitude is, you know, we're going to get the country and the world we deserve. Now, I want to pass on a world where the kids aren't wearing masks, walking around outside by themselves, where kids go, no, masks are stupid. I want to take vitamin D because we have ample amount of evidence of what vitamin D actually does, that you have to get above 50 nanograms per milliliter, right? It's just, it's, it's the biggest no-brainer in the history of, of medicine right now that you just, if we, would, if we would have just been pumping the entire world with vitamin D, vitamin D3, and, and getting outside. If we would have just been doing that, this would have been a non-issue. Well, if we would have also not fallen asleep at the switch and let them build a bioweapon, this would have been a non-issue, right? So what we have to do is kind of go, okay, we, we caught you red-handed. We're going to hold you accountable for the crimes you've committed, and we're going to pursue that. We're going to help the people who are injured and do everything we can to learn how to get these shots out of their cell structure, because that's really the challenge right now. And uh, I can't say that we've solved that 100%, but I can say we've had resolution in some people that we've worked with. So I, don't, I can't say 100%, but I can tell you that we've had some really good success. And then number three, we got to make sure this never happens again. You know, we, this can't be like a circulating, recycling new normal where it's like every couple of years they release a new bioweapon and magically they just happen to have an mRNA shot ready for everybody. And you've got you've to bow you down and give up your freedom and your body sovereignties to these evil people so that they can profit off of it. I mean, I just, we can't turn a world like that over to our children, Right. So, um, so what we're doing at Beyond the Con, you can go to beyondthecon.com. And what we're doing is we are fighting on all these fronts, but we're fighting with something that they have never been able to defeat. We're fighting with love.
you know, I'm not here. I'm not going to be outraged. I, I don't need to yell at anybody. I already know what I know. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to try to convince you. If you don't want to be convinced, that's your business. I'm not here to infringe upon your freedom. But what I am here to do is hold this line for what we have researched, what we have investigated, and what we have come to find is the truth. And to share that information with people who are receptive. And that's what we're going to do at Beyond the Con. It's about hope, health, and freedom. So first day is going to be about uh, freedom. We're going to be talking about the progress of all the criminal cases that are going on right now. Dr. David Martin, Tom Renz, myself, giving everybody an update. You can sign, you can go to beyondthecon.com and sign up for that for free. And we'll even give you a copy, a chapter out of my book called The Art of Eating Healthy. So you get all that for free. You don't have to pay a penny. You can just come and check out what we're doing. Friday and Saturday are going to be for paid registrants only. And we have it online and in person. And that's where we're going to be talking about health solutions. That's where we're going to be talking about bringing the hope back in as well. And that's what we do with the COVID con um, format is we bring a smaller group of people together so that people who are uh, paid registrants can participate and ask questions and interact with them and get something more than just being told what to do or a rah-rah speech. And those are great. I've been to Clay Clark's stuff. It's fantastic. But I just think that we've got to move beyond rallies and we've got to move into productive action and show these people that we mean business too, you know, because they've proven themselves that they are not going to slow down because we're asking them to. You know what I mean? So we better, we better meet them with the same level of conviction, if not more, than they have for that. And that's what we're doing. At, uh, so go to beyondthecon.com and check us out. You can actually read the grand jury petition on there. We have that laid out. We have a bunch of free resources on, on immune priming, using nutrition, and how to optimize your immune system. And you're going to see things there that you won't see anywhere else. And I can say that because I work with all the doctors around the world. And I can tell you um, that in working with all these incredible, and they're incredible doctors, the big deficiency most doctors have, and I'm sad to say this, is they just don't no nutrition. So they throw a little bit out of the wall and see what sticks. And I'm like, you can't do that when you're talking about the sacred nature of what a cell really is. You have to understand deeply, intently the biochemistry and what you're doing so you can get not only the correct nutrients, the correct botanicals, the correct lifestyle together to optimize that cell function, but you can also get the correct amounts of them, right? Because it's not just enough to say, oh, I needed some vitamin A and select vitamin A. Well, now you need to get the right amount and know the dosing. So there's, this is why I say 19.6 hours of nutrition education for a, a white coat. The only thing that can do is lead to failure in their patient population. It's the only thing you can do. So come on, check us out beyondthecon.com. And we would love to have you. And I think you're going to learn so much that's going to blow your mind.
I love that, man. Well, and I especially love how it's uh, solutions based because for me being in Canada, I've definitely gone through the rage thing and I'm trying to get to the point of just acceptance. So, you know, I'm sometimes good at it, sometimes not so much, um, you know, especially as it continues on, you know, there's these circumstances I just can't fathom. But then I, I was doing a, one of my coaching calls in the mastermind group the other day and somebody just brought up this point of like trying to see them as God sees them. You know what I mean? As mm-hmm. like children and, or they're, you know, they they believe what they believe. And it's not for me to go over to change that or, or to waste my energy on hating them. Like how would, how would God see, you know, one of his children. Right. And, and how could you extend, even if you went with, with a, just a different philosophy, extend them compassion and allow them, you know what, they're afraid. This is what they, maybe their parents are a doctor and this is the thing that they believe. And they think that you're a threat. Um, you know, and this actually reminds me of one of David Lombear's teachings to me, we were having a discussion one day and he goes, you're always going to be the devil in someone's eyes. And I was like, Oh, you know, like you can't please everyone, right. By speaking the truth, um, or doing walking your path to someone else, you're going to be, uh, the devil. And I was like, Holy smokes, that's an interesting concept. And so I really love how it's solutions oriented. And I like how you stated at the beginning that, uh, Goebbels knew that the truth will always come out. And so with going to beyond the con with David Martin's been on the podcast twice. He's amazing. You've got all of this evidence lined up. One of the beautiful things about this is we're getting to the root of things where the Flexner report just is, it just is. Mm -hmm. And when you, when people who know people who looked at this stuff, right. Who open their eyes, they never go, Oh, I looked at this. And then it was total nonsense. Right. It's only when they're still brainwashed, they go find a Snopes thing. And they send mm-hmm. you this Snopes thing that has no weight to it. You know, right. every, everyone who's kind of woken up is like, holy, this is actually what it is. So now how do we find the solutions? Because we see this in our schools now. Um, you know, my school board is uh, totally nuts. They fired uh, uh, one teacher. They put her on leave because she was questioning one of the books that was going in with the kindergarten students. And it was basically saying how you can change your gender um, easily, like with no consequence. She said, and all she said, and I watched this meeting where she, everyone was all rah, rah for it. This is the greatest thing. And she's like, look, I just feel like we need to have a discussion where you're teaching a, a, you know, a kindergarten student or grade one that they can switch their gender. And it's not a big deal. This is a, this is a life changing thing. It's not a very small thing, like putting nail polish on. This is something that's irreversible. and It's going to change the rest of their life. She's very soft-spoken, very pure. She was, um, you know, thrown out, calling a bigot, you know, every slander word you could have, um, and then put on leave. And now she's suing the Ontario board, which is awesome. And I hope she wins for her because yeah. like you talked about, one of the important things are discussions. We need mm-hmm. to have these open discussions so we can get to the, the truth, right? Mm-hmm. There can be two truths. There can be a deepening of that level, but there has to be a discussion. And when you, one side is censored and ridiculed and all these different things, um, it's not allowing for that truth to come out. So my question to you is with these resources that you have on your website and all the amazing work you do, and this is just one uh, expression of that, getting all these incredible people together um, to have these discussions, to empower people with the knowledge. So when you do the work, you can share it with your friends. Um, I just kind of want to have a uh, quick side story. I had one uh, person in the mastermind group as well, who spent about two years researching all this stuff. And when we're in there, we're discussing like, are we helping? How are we helping this thing that's going on? And all of a sudden she decides that one school board meeting, she's going to speak. 
and she speaks and it was on tape and it was so eloquently put so knowledge based right she was nervous about doing it but did it and she had all that knowledge she had acquired was able to share that it's on video the board heard it everyone in the audience heard it and so that value of her knowledge is expressed in her community for where she is and that's what we need because this isn't a global thing like um well it is a global thing but i can't push a button that says stop worldwide I can't, mm. but when I go to the gym, when I meet the people that I meet, when I do my work, when I have that, I, if it's open for a conversation, I have the knowledge and I've done the research to share, Hey, have you looked at, at this? You know what I mean? And if it's mm. not open, if it's not available, that's totally fine. But as we empower ourselves, we empower our family, people, anyone who's willing to listen to explore and those who are willing to explore, they're your teammates. These people are going to give uh, information back to you. And that's why I'm so grateful for the community that I have in the Telegram group. And although they decimated all the communities that I've built, which is a bummer because I love communicating with this audience because they're highly intelligent. And if I say something that's way off, I'm like, this is just a data point. What do you what do you have? Do you have better information? And now we can all grow and we can move toward natural health, sustainability, where we're not injuring ourselves and, and we, we remove all these harmful things. And if you look at it, I remember being 19 years old, looking at this stuff about international banking and, and all these different things. And it dawned on me, I go, Oh my God, they're trying to kill us. They're doing this on purpose. This is insane. Why would they, why would they be doing that? And that's the problem. Most people can't imagine what, uh, I don't know if you want to call them evil or you want to call them whatever they are. They, they will hurt you and take everything from you. And some of them are ignorant some of them are planning it and on purpose and they're in and they know there's a lot of pawns who think that they're doing a good thing, but they don't have the knowledge, right? So they're ignorant to what they're actually doing. They're carrying out or orders, but some people know exactly what they're doing and they just, ha they're willing to sacrifice you and your health to, you know, go where they want to go. And so it seems like the truth will come out and there's going to be um, each individual who empowers themselves is going to be a part of that solution. So, I'd love for you to just speak on that rant and then just add, you know, what you think an everyday person could do to just empower their health, uh, empower this where they're looking, they might be losing a job that might be, you know, have nobody, someone's vaccine injured. They might be frayed with the food shortage and the world war and just, and then them pushing this shit with the digital ID, you know, in Canada and communism has been pretty challenging. So I just threw a lot at you and I'd love to have your two cents. <laughs> Because I, man, right now I was like, I never th thought I'd say this, but I just love to be American. You know, I gave it, high school screw America. You know, we're better at hockey or whatever the case is. You yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. Gun-toting rednecks. Now I'm like, man, I really wish I was a gun-toting redneck. You well, know, just <laughs> like I think Ohio, you're allowed to have a Gatling gun. I want a Gatling yeah, gun. gun. And I want a couple cows <laughs> and some potatoes. You right. know what I mean? And you're I, good. Leave me, leave me alone, right? And if you don't, you know what I mean. I've asked you a lot of times, like uh, you don't. Right here, I got a nice jab to the nose <laughs> right 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 well i i think we uh i think first is we have to accept our incredible ability we have our we have we possess the, the the power we already possess as creators you know i think uh what happens for us is we have these easy outlets um like social social media for outrage and what it ends up doing is it ends up dispersing energy that could be used to actually promote change, you know, because we've, we've dissipated it a little bit. We yelled a little bit. We, we vented, we judged someone a little bit. Um, and I think that's really dangerous. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the, I'm of the mindset that we are powerful beyond measure. 
and that I want to be an exploration of that so that the power that I possess can be used to help people and can be used in a way that um, brings love and light and logic, you know, into the world, but does so without force. Like, um, I think David uh, has said something, and I'm saying David Martin has said something that has really moved me over the last two years. He was at the last COVID con and we did this really cool segment on um, the redeclaration of independence. We drafted a whole document called the redeclaration of independence. And what he said that really moved me was we have to be willing to give people the same freedom we want for ourselves. And if you're not willing to do that, then really all you're talking about is a different form of oppression. So for me, I don't really dig people wearing a mask talking to me anymore. You know, like there was a time period it was like, oh my God, we have to do this. This is ridiculous. This is not the hill I'm going to fight on. You know what I mean? I wanted to fight on this hill before it was installed. Nobody wanted to fight with me. So I didn't have the numbers. So, you know, I, I was like, I don't want to do that. But I find it hard some days when I see people, especially, and I find it really sad when I see little kids out there, out in nature, by themselves, wearing a mask. It's like, wow, these kids have been just traumatized. I don't like calling anyone a victim because you put yourself in the prison of victimhood. It's a hard prison to get out of, but they've been traumatized for sure. I think what we what we have to do, I've been joking about this a little bit, Matthew, for a while, is how nice would it be if we gave everybody a timeout and a juice box? How about <laughs> how nice would it be if we just were like, go get your galactic grape right over there, grab a blankie, find a little floor time. We're all going to take a, a powder, including you bad guys, right? You, you got to take a nap too. Uh, I just think we've completely lost our way and we've lost our way because we've allowed people with nefarious intent to be in a leadership role you know that's that's what their money has enabled that this was the danger of of having people becoming uh, you know racing towards becoming the first trillionaire right why does one person need to have a control of that much financial influence they don't well they're able to do it when they're able to hide money in nonprofit organizations, they're able to do it when they're able to have offshore bank accounts. They're able to do it when, you know, they're able to have money tied up in, in investments. They're able to do all of that and have this in ridiculous sphere of, sphere of influence when we don't tax them. So why are these people, why is it that Jeff Bezos, you know, basically is uh, making billions of dollars every year and, pays what a couple million dollars in taxes come on this is ridiculous right i mean it should be a couple billion dollars in taxes it's like it should be proportionate to your income right but this is we don't have that checks and balance in place so that's a whole nother monster that we're going to have to tackle we got to get like in the united states we got to get citizens united taken out so that people can't just flood the election cycles we got to get control of our election machines i mean there's so much we have to do but what it really reveals to us is we fell asleep at the switch. They gave us some nice trinkets, a new, a new cell phone, a new phone that we could communicate and keep our heads down. And while we were doing this and had our faces buried in things that didn't matter, they were plotting and taking over the world. We, they locked us down and 5G towers magically sprouted up everywhere. 
without any environmental impact reports, without any local communities saying, hey, I don't want that here, without any studies of what it's doing to our children, they just put them up, you know, and that's just says that we don't respect you. And so if they and why would they we've done nothing to be worthy of respect, we've allowed ourselves to put on a lot of weight, we've allowed ourselves to, to be led and misled into their dramas into their, their illusions, you know, and we stopped doing some basic things that we've always done as humans. And this is where I think we're seeing more people return to this now. There's been so many people who have said, I'm done with the TV, I'm turning it off. I'm done with mainstream media, I'm not watching it anymore. You can see it in, in the numbers and the poll numbers for them and the, the viewership numbers, right? This is great. You're seeing people going, you know, there's a lot out there that I didn't know before. And I think it's time for me to learn how to grow a little bit of food and have a little bit of a garden, right? Yeah, everybody should know how to grow food. As if, if grass can grow, they, this cracks me up about their nonsense about food, food shortages. There's no such thing. If grass can grow in dirt, then so can food, right? It's not complex, right? So all of these grass areas that we have on, on everyone's property can be transformed into food producing dirt, excuse me, food, food producing soil with healthy mycorrhiza and all this other great stuff. So what we have to do is stop looking for a knight in shining armor on a white horse that's gonna come in and save us from ourselves. We have to be a part of our own rescue. And if you're gonna be a part of your own rescue, it means you better be educated so you know how to paddle, you know how to get to where you wanna go. And that means you better know how to grow your own food. You better know how to do some homesteading, even if it's not fully, even if you're not trying to get completely off the grid, you better know how to do some things that grandma used to know how to do. Grandma used to know how to go and pull weeds out of the, uh, out of the backyard and put them in a pot when your tummy didn't hurt. You better learn what grandma knew. Grandma knew how to grow, grow some food. You better know how what grandma knew. Grandma didn't need someone else to take care of her. Grandma knew how to take care of herself. Conveniences were just that, conveniences. They weren't necessities. And what we've seen, I think, Matthew, is the vast majority of people have no discernible skills, no discernible community skills, and that's a danger. That means that now you are beholden to the would-be overlords because you can't take care of yourself. So you're going to have to learn how to take care of yourself and your family. And that's going to be by one of two pathways, because you took the opportunity to do so, you found the joy in it, you found the value in it, you started acquiring new skills, maybe your wife or your significant other does something, one skill and you learn a difference, but you all, we got to learn these skills, right? Because if you don't, there, it looks like there's quickly becoming a time where you're going to need these skills. And if you don't have these skills and you're not plugged into a community that has these skills, then you're screwed, you know? And I, I hate to be bleak in that way, but um, that's the reality. So for me, I know I'm, I, I know I have value. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a doctor, you know, I can help people, you know, from that, you know, what's your discernible skill that you have? And you don't need to have every single skill but you need to have a skill 
that will fit in within a smaller community because that's the direction we're going as a world culture. Smaller, com smaller self-sufficient communities sharing not only information, but what we produce with each other, you know? And I think the perfect models are the, the closed societies in this country, you know, the, um, the Amish and groups like that. I mean, you go and you go through their communities and it's like, it looks like, you know, you're traveling back in time, but guess what? They're all healthy. They're all happy. They're all self-sufficient and nobody's telling them to do what to do. And none of them wore a mask during any of this and none of them were scared. And I think it's like, well, shoot, they've proven that we can replicate those type of small clusters uh, of humanity, you know, and I'm, I'm all on board with it. I, I love it. I just don't want, I, what I don't want to see happen is people go, oh, okay, COVID's over. Now I can go back to my conveniences. It's the conveniences that they put out there that are imprisoning us. You know, you want to, you want to enter into slavery, become dependent upon the conveniences, right? I can't wait to turn off my cell phone. I, I would love to never use a cell phone again. I would love to say, hey, my life is no longer about this computer and all this. It's not where I'm at yet, but that's where I want to be. So folks, I, I would encourage you, make sure you have a definitive skill. And if that skill is nothing more than learning how to grow food, you've got a skill that'll last you an entire lifetime. Wow. Well, I love all that. And I totally agree. I'm reminded of that quote that says, give them bread and circus and they will never revolt. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what's happened here. And it's just gotten so easy. We don't know how to do anything. So food shortage is a little bit ridiculous because food grows everywhere. Uh, Jim Gale has a great initiative with, you know, having food everywhere. And it's interesting how cities say, oh, well, you can't grow this garden on your, you know, this housing communities. Like you can't grow a, a, a garden too big on your front lawn or whatever. It's, it's not legal. That's so ludicrous and why are cities not like the garden of eden you got apple trees mm -hmm. and pears and whatever you might need you know then we don't have to go to the grocery store and buy food but they want to spray it and do all this kind of stuff so we have to take that knowledge back which is key and the other big point you said is as those conveniences and i remember having this thought walking out of my house one day it's like no wonder this is happening you know people are overweight you see the images from the 70s right everybody's fit there's no obese people in that, mm. that photo of hundreds and people, no one's obese, but now we have so many, right? We used to hunt and gather and use our bodies, but now we can sit on our butt, microwave our food, you know, go to the grocery store, keep filling up. And, you know, mm. our brains and the way we're, you know, be being indoctrinated, if we're not careful, is it's making it so easy, right? It's kind of like a world that's inside of a uh, casino that's making you make bad choices because they're easy. <laughs> right. And know all that kind of stuff. Right. So you, as you go around, it's McDonald's and whatever, you know, this, and then, okay, this really quick thing, rather than back in the day, you got to hunt an animal, how much effort that takes. And before, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I don't know about, you know, I was a vegetarian for quite some time, but talking to the native American elders, that's what made me switch. And they're like, look, like you take what you need, you know, he's like, you exactly. need this. You know, it's like, it's not about any more. You take what you need and we take everything. And so that if I had a family and I hunted one moose a year, although I don't want to kill anything, I'm like, okay, I could probably do that and feed my yeah. family real food. And that's the balance of life. You know, just like when they reintroduced uh, um, wolves to Yellowstone, you know, it's mm -hmm. just like you take yep. what you need yep. and you are self-sustainable. That's okay. But, you know, you don't need nine cheeseburgers from, you know, a factory farm 
that is horrible and will make you weep if you ever see it in person, if you mm -hmm. have any kind of soul. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we have all these factors that are kind of that have been going in the background against us, quote unquote, not serving us because we, as you said, fell asleep at the wheel. Now we can become aware of that where some of it's uncomfortable to build the solution. And I've said from the beginning, I'm totally fine to go Amish. You know, one of my buddies is like maybe the last reset or the try made that first wave of Amish people and Amish people, they don't like the government. They won't go to public education and they don't like, uh, they don't like, um, doctors and hospitals. And there's something, mm -hmm. you know, with all this stuff, it's always the opposite. There's something with, they don't want uh, blood transfusions. And I've heard that's maybe even nonsense too. You, I don't know if you, you agree with that. I read it somewhere and I don't know if it's well, true. Chlorophyll is how you transfuse blood. You give people a lot of chlorophyll. Chlorophyll mm -hmm. creates, chlorophyll has the almost identical biochemical structure to heme. So when you're bringing chlorophyll into your body, you're helping your body make new red blood cells. So the most important thing you can do is eat something with high density of chlorophyll every day, whether that's mulberry leaf, um, you know, or whether that's, um, or whether that's, you know, chlorella or spirulina, some green superfoods. It's getting green into your body every day. And then it, something else happens. It, it alkalizes the interstitial fluid uh, that the cells are bathing in. So now they are going to have higher contents of magnesium, especially because magnesium is the center molecule for chlorophyll. So, you know, like these are the little things that we were talking about earlier, Matt, you know, these are the little things where it's like, this is why you need to study nutrition. Because when you study nutrition, all these answers just start appearing for you when you get into nutritional biochemistry and, and understanding the, the, the impact that it all has upon the body's physiology. So, you know, yeah, you don't need these things. Like you can, did you know that in World War II when they ran out of blood plasma, guess what they used for, um, to, to, uh, to directly, to go directly in through IV? Coconut water. Oh, wow. Coconut water. Coconut water is the only fluid, the only plant-based fluid that's not strictly water that can go directly in because mm -hmm. of the osmolarity, you know? So they, they learned this and they learned this during World War II and in, uh, in, uh, in the Pacific theater. It's like, oh shoot, we're out of blood plasma. Okay. Well, what can we do? Well, I don't know. Let's try a coconut, right? <laughs> you know, and it go, it can go directly in. So you mean, you, you, we, we figured out so much of this and now the would-be overlords want us to forget all of it and say, hey, can we put a microchip in your brain? No. Hey, can we, um, can we modify your genome? No, doesn't sound interesting to me either. Um, hey, can we restrict your life and make your life miserable unless you let us do what we want to do with your body? No, because I'd rather be um, happy and untouched by you you know, just because you've made my life a little harder, I have to light a candle. Maybe you turn off my power, whatever. I don't care. You know, there's nothing that's going to force me to give in, you know, to you. And if it comes to that point where we're now talking about, I have to get this shot or else I'm going to be jailed or I'm going to be, you know, paying two or three times my fair share of, uh, of taxes and things like that. Well, now we're in a different conversation that I don't think is going to go very well. So I'm really interested what happens in the midterms in the United States this year. And it's been very interesting seeing that 
the India High Court has struck down mandates and the Italian High Court just struck down mandates this week as well, you know, saying that the, if, if there's even risk of one death, you cannot mandate something. It's like, yeah, duh. This is why are we giving these companies and these experimental products complete civil protection? They've been they've injured in the United States alone over 1.2 million people and killed another 27, 28,000 uh, people and and eight, nine thousand of those died within 48 hours. Right. I mean, you know, it's like, come on, people. Why would we give all of our trust to people who aren't worthy of it? You know what I mean? Like my trust is earned. You got to, and you have to work hard to earn my trust, especially when you're making billions of dollars. I don't trust you at all. Why are we, why are we letting these companies do this? Well, most of us aren't, thankfully, when you look at the numbers, most of us aren't, but the vocal few, the vocal smaller percentage is, and they want us to jump off the same cliff that they jumped off. And it's like, well, you can want that all you want. <laughs> it's not going to happen, you know, and, and whenever you're ready to, to stop jumping off that cliff, come and see me. I'm happy to share what I know with, with you. Yeah, well, you know, this conversation has given me hope and I love how your solutions based and I'm reminded what David Martin said in one of his talks somewhere he just said, you know, evil has its day, um, but never in history has it as it stayed in power. You know, mm -hmm. it, there's always a pushback. And when you look at this deception and these lies and knowing the truth will come out, um, the people in integrity, in the truth, have a solid foundation and will do everything they can. Like they said, you know, whatever it takes to provide the solution, right? They're not mm -hmm. going to just bend where those who are, you know, hoorahing for it, uh, you know, they're, they're deceived. They're not standing in the truth and they're very weak minded and weak spirited because they don't, they're not standing and rooted in the truth. Um, so then you've got the masses in between that just kind of want to get along, right? They're just going along, but what's going to happen is that strength is going to tilt over to the side that, you know, it's like, okay, look, like this is very strong. It's like, um, I don't know, like a wolf and a thousand rabbits, you can have as many rabbits as you want, but like, you're probably not going to mess with that wolf. Now you got a pack of wolves and it's going to be very hard. You know, that, that force that they have versus, you know, just do this. The rabbit's like, just, just do it. Just, you got to consent and going into the law stuff as well. It seems like you have to consent. You have to consent to the needle. You have to consent to all these different things. So just not consenting, understanding the law and especially being in the States doing the law summit, which I invite people to check out with myself and Beth, Beth Martins, uh, choose freedom law summit. There's a lot of great teachers in there. The United States judicial system and what you have in your courts is I think the best in the world. Uh, Canada and Australia are, are much more challenging to institute some of these things that exist. Um, we're always trying to Canadianize what's going on in the, in the United States, but the United States has the best courts that we have right now holding these people accountable and also knowing your rights under the law. And it's a very spiritual endeavor. It's not like going through acts and statutes. It's you're a man under God and that's it. And everything else you have to consent to every contract, everything. And so knowing that and coming back to your sovereignty and food and law and understanding yourself as a spiritual being on this planet under God, um, and then how you conduct yourself and your operations with the community that you're going to choose. That's how we do this, whether it's community and allowing everyone else to just go as they wish, you know, giving them the freedom to make those choices. So, um, you know, I know you got to jump, but is there anything else that you want to share that you want to, uh, that you wish I had asked um, before we close this and just thanks for coming on and all the work you're doing for such a long time and uh, just being a voice in this because we need more. Yeah. You know, thank, 
first of all, thanks for having me. It's it's so great to meet you. Uh, Lisa was telling me a lot about you, and 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 you've exceeded even those lofty, you know, praise and expectation. Thank you so much for for having me on. Uh, I always like to give a shout out to everybody who's listening, just saying thank you for all of your support, all of your endurance over such an extended period of time. I think it speaks volumes of who you are and especially all the mama bears out there, because I, I know that the mama bears are who really drive all of this, you know, the heartbeat of everything we're doing our moms who are like, mm -mm. <laughs> not, not my baby. Right. So I, I love you so much. That's why I work so hard, you know, so that you have somebody, you know, fighting on your side at all times. Um, I think when we get into um, beyond the con, you know, next week, May 12th through May 14th, it's just really important for everybody to understand that the money that um, for registration for that comes in through donations as well, um, goes for three very specific things. Uh, I have done pro bono work on this from day one. Uh, I started my first work on, I mean, I've been working, we knew something like this was coming for decades, right? We, we knew it was coming, but starting on March 12, 2020, uh, all of my research, all of my work as a, a doctor for people who had COVID infections, um, now working with the communities of people who hurt, are hurt by the shots has all been pro bono. Right, I, I do it all just because I think it's the right thing to do. I don't, I don't, I don't want any of the blood money, but we do need the money um, to help fund and get, you know, the the I, nutrient IVs that we use, for example. We we need that, and so what we did with the last COVID con, Matt, was that we were able to amass a really small, humble amount of money but it's really helped us to file for the grand jury petitions. It's helped us to do some research, uh, scientific research with Dr. James Lyons-Weiler and Dr. Sin Hang Lee. It's helped us to do um, some, a lot of education out there so people don't have to be worried and afraid. And it's helped us to help children and parents who are hurt. So what I'd like to let people know is that when you um, come into Beyond the Con, and you register for it, you donate to it, that your money isn't going just to somebody and who knows what they're doing with it. That money specifically goes into a fund that we draw from um, at the school to help people in need and make sure that your generosity, your support is going to make a real difference in our world. All right. It isn't about, you know, I, I have already taken a vow, um, public vow that I will never be a millionaire in my life. I've had opportunities plenty to be that I have no desire to be a millionaire. And so I've told people that money just doesn't money doesn't drive me. What drives me are people um, experiencing health, number one, but being able to experience and having more days with the people they love. Like to me, that's what this is all about. The magic of life is being able to spend time with people that you love in a good way, not in a way of suffering, but in a way of, oh my God, we're laughing, we're having fun. We're out seeing this amazing world that we, we live in and all the things that make us, I think, human, human at our, our very best. So if you, it's in your heart to help people who are hurt, if it's in your heart to pursue justice and if it's in your heart to make sure that this never happens again, register for um, Beyond the Con. Go to beyondthecon.com 
and uh, and make sure you register. Join us on on the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday next week. Get some great information, and you know what? Get a feeling. Let me let me show you this. I, I've kept this from our our last one we did in October. Um, so I went down to Yuba City to the Church of Glad Tidings. That's where we we host the event with we're in collaboration with them and. You know, this says, what would love do? This was my question for the last one. What would love do? And somebody wrote this. And they put this on my truck when I was at the church. And like, this was the little note that was left for me. And it was like, hey, we did something right. You know, there's my payment in full right there. We did something right. So I think, folks, we're at this wonderful juncture in human history where we get to show evil once again, what love is all about. And uh, that's what I'm going to be doing with the rest of my days is making sure that love knows that evil knows that love is never going to go to sleep again. And uh, we're going to shine that light on them and make sure that their evil is what's uncomfortable, not love, you know, as we go through this wonderful world, this thing we call life. Wow, man. Well, that was very beautifully said. This whole uh, broadcast was wonderful. So I wish you all the best with the COVID con coming up. I'll release this early. So all my audience knows about it and supports um, you're attacking it from the solutions base. And I just love your, uh, your demeanor about it, the way that you know, that you're holding your energy and, and you know, what's going on. That's, that's the beautiful balance of knowing how horrible it is, but being able to maintain um, peace within yourself to focus on those solutions because I've given that kind of example of because I'm a martial artist it makes sense to me going into battle and if you're freaking out about all these horrible things happening you're not going to be able to do the task at hand or if you need to go get someone out and they're bleeding you know you need to remain calm because you need to you know if you're a paramedic or whatever the case is to help your friend you need to have that equilibrium yes it's horrible but you're you're a part of that solution and you're choosing that and that's what this whole entire experience is offering all of us the opportunity to become who we want to be we're gonna with, with the choices that are happening now are choices that are soul-led these are very big important decisions to make on what kind of person you want to be in this world and so if you keep choosing uh, the right thing in your heart, you know, what's good, what's whole, what would love do, um, what would kindness do, what would compassion do, what what am I doing here? Am I searching for the truth or for what's easy? Um, we really know what the answers are. Other, and the opposite is staying asleep and those they're welcome to. Um, but if you're awake, this is that choice you got to make. It's not easy, um, but I feel like we will see better days and we'll be a part of this solution and we're not compromising our soul because everybody passes away. Um, I've had multiple near-death experiences in my life and I've talked to a a lot of people have had those it's those compromising of your integrity to say oh you know i was scared so i compromised my integrity that's what people really regret so um you know keep your soul and your conscience clean and uh you know pray for forgiveness for yourself you know healing yourself for the mistakes because we all make mistakes you know that's part of it um, but you know try to learn from that right not to break that integrity kind of like your your decision with your mom you know she took the vaccine it harmed you and she's like kate you know i messed up i was listening to somebody that i thought it was doing the right thing but now you know done with that you know i'm sorry i'm gonna you know frig this thing and then you took that upon yourself to make an extraordinary life's work so i'll stop ranting just appreciate you and your time and what you're doing and we'll invite everybody to check <laughs> that out and i'll definitely be present as well i appreciate you brother thank you so much for having me yeah, my pleasure thanks guys for watching see you in the next one peace 
there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely incredible Dr. H. I hope you enjoyed this show, and if you did, please share it far and wide. Consider uh, going to beyondthecon.com and checking out the event. It looks amazing. The speaker lineup is phenomenal, and it is all solutions-based, and that's what we really need to do is we need to get out of fear and into solutions, how we're going to thrive you know, ourselves and our families and our communities and put our time, energy, intention toward those solutions and uh, overcome fear and just letting uh, all those distractions and fears fall by the wayside so we can take action on what is most important. So I hope that you enjoyed this show. And if you did, uh, share it, leave a review, uh, consider becoming a member at mattbelair.com for free or by donation and supporting the show. And that's it. Let's come into a state of peace and coherence. Uh, Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with joy, peace, presence, gratitude, faith, courage, energy, and get ready to enjoy the rest of your day. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.